Just when you think you hit rock bottom, you found us. Not good. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling. You know how sometimes you'll eat something that's really bad and then that taste just kind of stays with you? That's what your podcast is like. All right, thank you for that. Uh, this week we have a very special guest and it's a special episode <laughs> as my voice squeaks. There'll be a lot of that going on. Uh, but uh, Paige Ann is back. Welcome back. Hey there. Hey, happy holidays. Welcome back. Back again. Um, so this is a special episode that's kind of a combination of Christmas and New Year's because we're uh, recording it right in the middle of that yep. time period. Um, how was your Christmas? It was very good. Nice. What'd you do? Anything? Uh, anything out of the norm? Hang out with family? Yep. I already know the answer. Family. But... Yeah, I was like, I was like, you know, you know everything. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing, nothing too, uh, too wild or, or crazy, but enjoying some time off from from work for a couple of days. So that's been nice. It is the best. Yeah. A lot of people, some people say that this like two week time period is kind of a weird thing where it's kind of a standstill, but I, I like it. I like that. It's just kind of a nice restful period where you can hopefully recharge. Um, I went down to see you for the holidays for Christmas. Yes, you did. And I remember I was so proud of myself. I'm like, I'm going to leave early. I got everything prepared, ready to go. I was running 25 minutes early. This was perfect. I was like, I was, I've never been this more on time, more early. And I get in the vehicle, I'm driving, and I'm going, and there's a lot of back roads from my parents' house, and because and I was at my parents originally for uh, Christmas Eve, and I was going to see you and your family Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So we're going, or I'm going, and uh, I'm. it takes about 15, 20 minutes to get off the back roads and on the actual freeways. So right as I get on the freeway, and I have a, I have a nice, um, fresh... What do you call it? Like a cup of coffee, cup of coffee. But what's it in the uh, um, what's that container? I always blank on the name like of the this tumbler. One. Yeah, a tumbler, just a tumbler of it. Um, but I'm blanking on it, too. Yeah, There's right? a different word for it. There is a different word for it, but uh, maybe we'll figure it out by the end of the podcast. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Anyways, I hit the freeway, go to, go to take a swig. You see where the story is going and the coffee lid flies off and it's co- hot coffee over my lap everywhere. And so not only does it is it warm, it wasn't scalding hot, which was good, but it's just it's white pants, so it's like it looks like a, I made a mess. <laughs> so, did you hit a pothole or something? Like, how did this happen? No, no, no. I, there's not even. I don't even have a good excuse for it. I literally had. You're like uh, you're so excited, and you're like coffee. Right. Just like, <laughs> no, it was just total butterfingers. Like I just dropped it right on me. So then I had to turn around. And then, so that's 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back, or maybe 15, 15 back. So um, you were I, right on time. I was still. right on time, maybe yeah. a little bit late. We were still prepping dinner, so right. it was fine. Yeah, not too bad. But yeah, so um, that's just, that was kind of, um, that's me in a nutshell, I feel like, is that moment. But um, so this is the checking in segment. So we're also talking about, since New Year's is right around the corner, um, what, what do you, how do you feel about, New Year's resolutions, um, you know, New Year's goals. How do you feel about all of that? Yeah, we were talking about New Year's resolutions, the difference between that and goals. Mm-hmm. I feel like a resolution is more a theme. Yeah. And it's easier to break, I feel like, because you don't actually have 
a plan for it, which yeah. is what I think goals are. I so agree with that. I'd rather set goals. I'm not really big on resolution or goals. I just feel like I never achieve them anyway, so I just don't set them. Or I would do them in a smaller fashion if I am going to do it, where it's like I don't have as much pressure on myself. Well, and you're not the only person that's that's like that too, because uh, I was I was looking up too. They say that of the people that make resolutions, after one week, seventy five percent are still successful in keeping it, which I feel like that number is high. This is more of a positive thing, um, which I always just assumed it was the other way, which I liked. After two weeks, the number drops to seventy one percent, and after one month, then it goes to sixty four. After six months, forty six percent of people who make a resolution are still successful in keeping it. What was the percentage for the first week? Uh, the first week, it says 75% are still successful. Got it. I feel like that's a very positive That is very life. high. Yeah. I guess it's only one week. That's kind of a low bar, right. I suppose. But, uh, but how about you? Did you uh, find anything interesting about uh, resolution? Well, I was just looking at an article that just talked about kind of like America's, I think it was top four resolutions for mm-hmm. 2022. What would you guess are kind of the top, the top ones? Um, let's see, top four resolutions, I feel like it's got to be because the whole cliche is going to the gym. So it's got to be yep. like healthy and losing weight. Right. Yeah, they say um, that's definitely one. They say 40% are hoping to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about now, you know, with the pandemic and everything, people are focusing on things that truly matter. Um, they're saying that another 40% are focused on activities that really make a difference in their lives. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that uh, that totally makes sense. Uh, it definitely puts things in perspective, though, everything with the pandemic. Um, and also, I was reading a stat saying about, uh, you know, yeah, losing weight, obviously, and saving money is another big one on that. Yep. And then there was also, they were talking about a lot of people are hoping to spend more time with those that they love, too, in addition to kind of the, the other big ones as well. Well, that's good. That's what we're doing right now. Heck yeah. Oh. Oh, so sweet. All right, from there, let's go to, uh, let's do some random um, news stories of the week. And this is of uh, actually the last couple weeks, but um, I like this. We'll go with some Christmas stories that I saw, because this is, again, kind of a Christmas New Year's combo. Um, But uh, we'll start with this. I thought was kind of interesting. A pair of New Hampshire brothers have been doing a very unusual holiday, and they've been doing it for more than three decades, where they re-gift each other the same box of candy every year for Christmas. And uh, I kind of like that. Is there any, do you have any traditions that are kind of silly like that, that you have in your family or with friends? For me, my parents, um, while you're thinking, my parents, um, my dad's mom, she always hated this box of chocolate covered cherries. She hated it. And so all the siblings would always give her each sibling would give her a box of chocolate covered cherries for christmas so every christmas she had at least you know four or five different boxes that she would not eat and so then my grandpa just got to reap the benefits because he loved those and i love chocolate covered cherries because of that but um yeah do you have anything any kind of i don't 
think so. But back to this news story. So is it the same box of chocolate? Like they don't actually eat it. They just rewrap it every year. Exactly. So they did. That's a great question because they said that it melted one year. And so that they looked pretty sad. Um, So they have the original box and then they've also got a new box. Um, So they both go out. And the older ones are pretty I would just like to eat the chocolate. So if I don't actually get to eat the chocolate, I don't think that's that's not nearly as fun. Well, and that's why they have these multiple boxes. It looks like they try and sample from one of them, but then they keep that one sad-looking box, which is good. My question to you, is there ever a world where, and ever a situation where you would eat the original chocolates? This is decades old. If... <laughs> If I could ensure that I wouldn't get sick from it, I would do it. Or yeah. break a tooth. Right. Totally. Yeah. No, those are valid, valid points. But I guess it's a risk you would take. But then it wouldn't even be enjoyable. So I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I uh, we I somehow found an old, I bought a couple packs of old like movie collector cards. And in them, you got a piece of bubble gum, which is great. And it was with uh, some coworkers, and we we're all kind of saying, "Oh, eat the bubble gum," you know what I mean? And we did. Me and a coworker sampled the bubble gum, and it was one of those things where it was just turned to chalky dust and didn't ever turn into gum. It was that old, and actually, I felt like I was a little sick from that too, just a little bit, like my stomach couldn't handle it. Um, yeah, so I think it's definitely not worth it. I agree. Uh, this one is kind of cool. It was if this was on sale, um, I would have put it on my Christmas list for sure. And this is a you know how much I love TV. Yes, uh, big fan. Um, Wait, you are? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, surprise. Um, but now it turns out a professor at a Japanese university unveiled his latest innovation, which is a television with a screen the viewer can taste. So is that like Willy Wonka? It is very similar. Is this something that you would ever, ever try? Is this for real? This is for real. It says his taste, the TV invention, uses a combination of 10 flavors to create the taste of the food pictured on the screen. The flavors dispensed into a film that slides onto the screen, allowing viewers to experience the taste of the food that they're seeing. But how are they tasting it? I guess just licking the screen. That's great. I'll just go look at doorknob afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing is like now you'll probably just come home and see me trying, uh, trying all different oh, things. Oh, here's Matt just looking the TV again. Yeah. Nothing else is new. Just licking objects around the house. Uh, yeah, I definitely try it. I do feel like it's going to be very flawed. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Till I would also hammer. like to know what that price point is. Like, what do you sell for an invention like that? Oh my gosh, it's got to be super high priced. Um, okay. Yeah. Just have a lollipop. Yeah, exactly. That works. I'll just take some candy. Um, yeah, they'll have a while before they hammer hammer out all the kinks on that one. Uh, this story, I thought, another Christmas story that was interesting, a local story. A Minnesota park has had scaled back uh, Christmas decorations, and they blamed, they said, big fat squirrels. Which is, uh, we've walked around uh, when you lived in northeast Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of our favorite pastimes, walking around seeing how big these squirrels got. Yeah. Their bellies were massive. Um, but this one, apparently they are blaming it on people feeding the um, squirrels. And so they've done it. And so it's produced so many squirrels because they're always there for food. So they've actually gone. Um, there's been so many of them that will go and kind of they'll bite the wires and destroy the decorations in the past. They've decided to just 
dispense away with the holiday display. Um, how do you feel about that? Squirrels ruining Christmas. I mean, couldn't they find another way to put lights up? I mean, I suppose they can really climb anywhere, so it's probably there's probably no way around it. But I feel like squirrels are everywhere, so you would think that other parks are having this problem too. Well, and uh, yes, exactly, yeah. So other people probably are for sure. Um, but you're right. Are there other ways? So they have to find other ways to get um, creative. And what they've been doing is projecting images of snowflakes. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, my family, um, my parents' neighbors do this. And it's actually a really nice display. It's kind of cool and calming. All right, so from there, let's go to some random entertainment news of the week. Uh, So this is just some random entertainment stories. Um, We can start with one that is kind of some bummer news. Not kind of, it is total bummer news, but this is a director, Jean-Marc Vallée, I believe is how you pronounce his name. I'm probably getting it horribly wrong, which is uh, an awful tribute for this guy. But he is uh, passed away um, just a few days ago. And he was a great director of Dallas Buyers Club, and he also did Big Little Lies and uh, uh, Wild, the movie Wild, which you um, you gave me the book. Oh, yeah, when we were first dating. Yeah. Um, great book and really good movie, too. Very well done. So he was a director of that and also did Shark, Sharp Objects, which is a great HBO show. Um, so check out those. Um, in tribute for him. But yeah, great director. He was only, um, I think, yeah, he was only 58 years old. That's so sad. Yeah. And apparently I had heard on one um, radio story saying that it was a widow maker. Um, pretty crazy. But uh, but it's one of those things where you can celebrate his life by watching some of his, uh, his work, which is really good. Good stuff to check out. Uh, from there, uh, this is a little more lighthearted is... Uh, some Hollywood beef news, which we, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and this is. Where's the beef? Yeah. Well, it's right here. Uh, it's uh, in between Vin Diesel and The Rock. So they've been having a feud for apparently the last five years. Were you aware of this? Mm-hmm. Um, are you a big, uh, you're a huge Fast and Furious fan. I am. What's your favorite Fast and Furious? My favorite part is when they take the cars up to 130 miles per hour. Yes. And then they get really furious afterwards. <laughs> and travel back in time. Um, so, yeah, this is... And I actually do like these movies, even though they're, like, over the top and just stupid fun. Like, I think on one of them, they actually jump from skyscraper to skyscraper with vehicles. Wow. I've, I've, I think I've only seen one of them, and it was probably when I was a kid. Yeah. My parents took us. To right. So like, you probably saw one of the theater. More, yeah. yeah. One of the more believable ones. Apparently, yeah, the last one, which I haven't seen, they go to space in, in a car. Well, when was the first one introduced? Like, do you know what year? I want to say early aughts, early thousands. That would make sense because I, I feel like I was younger, definitely younger, and then I never saw them since. Right. Uh, well, so, yeah, Vin Diesel and The Rock apparently have a, a feud that's going on, but Diesel has been calling for uh, Vin to... Um, Er's been calling for The Rock to put those things aside and join for the last uh, couple movies in the franchise. 
but The Rock came out recently, and this is why um, I saw this today. I thought it was interesting. And it's, it's weird because The Rock is a wrestler. So sometimes they do these fake feuds for, you know, during wrestling matches and to beef up the, you know, the actual feud. So I, don't, I can't tell if that's what this is or if this is legitimate. But he said that he was firm yet cordial with his words and said that he'd always be supportive of the cast and root for the franchise. But he said that there was no chance that he would return. So it doesn't say what they're fighting over? Um, no, it doesn't say what the original issue was. Um, but he does say, so basically The Rock was saying that he called this whole thing where Vin kind of calls him out. He says it's a little gross and says it's an example of his manipulation. So apparently he thought that he was kind Got of a manipulator. Um, but says that uh, because the actual Instagram post uh, Vin Diesel tells The Rock that uh, that he needs to come back to the franchise and that he had promised, apparently, the late Paul Walker that their their characters, Dom and Hobbs, would reach and manifest the best Fast and Furious in the finale that is the 10th installment. So, um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. But basically, The Rock said that, uh, that he didn't like that um, Vin Diesel brought up um, Paul Walker in that post and just said that that was another uh, um, example of Vin's manipulation. So Yeah, I feel like that's something you would say like in private, yeah, not in the public eye. Right, exactly. Yeah, so who knows? Who knows if this is all leading towards a very happy, um, you know, with a reunion, if you will. It's got to be something pretty serious if it's keeping them apart like this or if he's just not going to be on the show altogether. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that uh, Vin Diesel might be a little hard to work with. So maybe it's that. But uh, mm-hmm. so who knows? Fans can still hold out hope that this could this could happen. They could come together. All right, from there, we'll go to some movies. But actually, so one of the best parts about having you on the podcast is you're great. We are huge fans of the pun. Um, some call them the dad joke. Um, and so you have a ton of them. So And I can't take actual credit for these. I mean, I find them. Right. So you wrote these, you said. I wrote them myself. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's, do, let's do a bunch right now. All right. Uh, why do Dasher and Dancer take so many coffee breaks? Why? Because they're Santa's Starbucks. <laughs> That's good. I've heard this one before. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, all right, lay another one on me. What did the ghost say on January 1st? What? Happy Boo Year. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And uh, reach out to at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com and uh, rate these jokes. Jokes. Which one is your favorite one? Um, might as well. Let's do. Uh, let's do. Let's do another one. All right. Knock knock. Who's there? Anna. Anna who? Anna partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> yes. Perfect. All right. From there, let's go to movies. Um, 
Let's talk about uh, what we are watching currently during this holiday season. Obviously, there's a ton that people go to that are kind of the mainstays. That's your you know, Christmas vacation, your Scrooged. Um, and one of the ones that we watched was the Santa Claus. Uh, and I feel like kind of kind of a little bit of a dummy for not having watched it every year because it's so good. It holds it's up. It's so good. I remember my mom took me to see all three of them in theaters. I remember seeing them as a kid. It was like my favorite when they were coming out. Oh, they're so, yeah. I, and I, I don't remember them at all. So I want to rewatch the whole trilogy. But, um, but the first one, so it's interesting. So basically, if you haven't seen it, Tim Allen is a divorced father of one. Yep. Young young boy, um, and uh, doesn't see his boy that much, and uh, they're obviously um, feeling that distance from each other, and has the young young lad stay with him over the holidays, and the real Santa Claus is on the roof and takes a tumble, and then he passes away, or I'm yeah not, yeah yeah and basically then dis- disappears just disappears, which is kind of a dark thing that for a kids right. movie, and then. Uh, Tim decides to put on his clothes because <laughs> there's a card that says put on my my pants and then the reindeer will know what the or the reindeer will know what to do or something like that I forget exactly what it said but. right yeah and so he does it and he becomes the new Santa Claus my yep. question is is that a blessing or a curse because then he like leaves his family at the end of it and and then he's just like, he has to be Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't see if that's like a, a positive thing. I think it's a blessing because they, they make it seem like he was focused mainly just on his work and mm-hmm. his relationship with his son was distant at best. Mm-hmm. And so then his son like didn't want to spend Christmas with him. And then now that he's Santa Claus, his son was so excited and they were bonding and spending a lot of time together. So I see it more as a blessing because otherwise then his son still probably wouldn't that's true. And as good of a relationship with him. Right. Yeah. That's that's a good point. And then also the son actually looks up to him and feels like he's exactly. this hero. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's a good point. Uh, but so you've actually done a little uh, Santa Claus research. I did. So what have you found for so us? I got a couple of fun facts for you. All right. So did you know Tim Allen wasn't the first choice? So Bill Murray was actually going to be starring in the role. But he read the part, and then he felt that the role wasn't um, matching with his sense of humor. So he didn't think he would be a good fit for it. Hmm. I'm a little conflicted. I don't, yeah, I don't think he would be, I love Bill Murray too, but I think Tim Allen is. And I, I know that it's because I've only seen him as that. Right. But I think that, uh, I think Bill Murray was right on that call. Like, it's it's better because it's a little darker than more Bill Murray stuff, I feel like. Sure. Yeah. And Tim Allen is just my favorite. I mean, I love Home Improvement. It's one of my all-time favorites. Oh yeah, we would so, we would watch it. We've I think we've watched almost yeah, the whole I have every season. And we watched uh, Last Man Standing yes. every episode. It's so good. Yeah. He's just one of my favorites. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, what else you got for the? So yeah, so Disney also they had to bend the rules to cast Tim Allen because they had a strict policy of not hiring ex-convicts, but Tim had a criminal record. For drug-related crimes, mm. so they ha- kind of had to change their policies to let him be in the movie. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And actually, um, a random side note too: I did work on a show that was very family-oriented, um, and pitched him 
for something and that was the reason that I got so still currently sure it's like still is still kind of a thing I've got a funny way of The other one I saw was that the filming was actually unpleasant mm. because uh, it was filmed in midsummer mm. in a studio that had no air conditioning, which meant that Tim Allen uh, was found wearing a fat suit and it was like far too hot for that and very uncomfortable. Okay, well, that makes sense. So that's more unpleasant for him in those working conditions, but not that like they were feuding with each other. Or no, like no, no, okay. no, no, no. Because I, w- I would hope and assume that he keeps it pretty light. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it just it just said that it was just like, it was really hot and not very, very fun in oh, that yeah. sense. I can totally see that. And also his face, because he gets a lot heavier. It's really pretty believable makeup that they have to make his neck bigger and uh, to kind of give him like jowls, I think. Right. You know? And so it's like, that probably did take a good amount of time every day for him to get into that makeup. And that would be pretty hot. Right. Well, now that I'm reading this too, it actually, they had another bullet that said he actually didn't hide it well, saying that um, he was very grumpy with how hot it was and he'd forget that there were many kids around. Like, Oh, no. And would swear loudly. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I mean, he's vocal about, uh, he, I think I heard him on a podcast where he said that he doesn't like children. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's actually surprising. I don't know, because those movies are all They're about great. kids. Yeah, so. yeah. I think he likes his own, he said, but yeah. But barely. How many kids does he have? I don't know. That's a good question. Couple. Yeah. Um, so th- another fact is there's one scene that's regularly edited. Do you have any thoughts on what that would be? For like TV broadcasts? Yeah. One scene. Um, is it when he puts on the clothes? Nope. Not that one. So the one where, when uh, the like very first time he puts on the Santa suit? Yeah. No. Nope. Not that one. Oh, okay. Um I'm not sure. Which one? It's the one where he's at the doctor's office and he lifts his top, his shirt, to hear the, um, so that the doctor can hear his heartbeat and it plays the tune of Jingle Bells. Oh. So I don't know. I don't know if it's just because it's. Yeah, because it just shows male gut. I guess. But. Huh. That that one's edited for some Yeah, it's just the one where he's like showing his like chest, I guess. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they don't blur it. Like he's seeing some uh, girls gone wild. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) All right, what else you got uh, for random Santa Claus facts? I think I have like one more. Sure. Maybe two. Um, So they said there's some big names on Santa's list. Uh, When he pulls up the book, uh, there are a few well-known people, including uh, Armin Asante and Andre Agassi. Ah, as the good, the naughty, or the nice? Uh, It doesn't say. But it's just, I guess when they pan over the list, those are the names on there, which I've never even noticed. I guess I never even looked. We'll you have know, to look. You know what? I do remember us watching that and saying something. There's some other names on there, Oh, too. really? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Those are just the two they say on here, but... Armand Asante, of course, we all know from Judge Dredd, the original classic, which you've talked about. You're a huge fan. Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> all right, now, before you get to the last fun fact and random fact of the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen... Uh, let's do another random classic page and joke. All right. Hold on. You got it. Which we wanted to do. I wanted to do originally, uh, have you do a joke for every segment, but, uh, we got so into the other stories 
that we had to we had to quickly do a bunch yes to get caught up that's okay yeah all right so what's the difference between a christmas alphabet and a regular alphabet what the christmas alphabet has noel That's good. That one's a thinker. That one took me a little bit. You can see I was I just processing see you it. just like staring at yeah, me. Fall asleep. <laughs> All right, that was good. All right, the last Santa Claus fact. Let me get to it. So, shortly before the filming started, the actor who played Charlie, who's the little boy, mm-hmm. he's Tim Allen's son yep. in the movie, um, he knocked out his front teeth in an accident, so he had to wear fake teeth during the film oh wow that's crazy you know i've never had um i've been lucky enough i haven't knocked or chipped out any tooth and i'm knocking on this table right here i haven't had any i didn't have any stitches any broken bones i do remember a family member um on a swing set i won't say who it was uh but jumped up the swing set and that person's feet landed in a sandbox and that person had bare feet Uh, and there was like nails. Yeah. 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 Ouch. That one was rough. No good. All right, from there, let's go to uh, some TV. What do you, uh, this is basically a segment where we can kind of, you know, tell you what we're watching, what we can recommend. Um, doesn't have to be holiday uh, specific. It can be all over the map. Um, but before we get to that, let's do another another patented Page and holiday joke. All right. Who is a Christmas tree's favorite singer? Who? Spruce Springsteen. <laughs> okay, that one is, I think is my favorite. I knew that one would be your favorite, yeah. actually. I was chuckling to myself yeah. on the couch over there. <laughs> yeah, that one's great. Uh, let me know and let us know what you think of these jokes and what is your favorite at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. All right, so as far as for TV, um, you and I have been binging a bunch of stuff over these two weeks. Um, and we can start with... Um, might as well do Ted Lasso. So good. So good. Love uh, it. So, um, you know, for people that don't know what it's about, it's about a football coach that goes to um, England and coaches a team of soccer players. So um, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty great. And uh, Ted Lasso is played by Jason Sudeikis, who's awesome. Um, and he has this kind of... So funny. He's super funny, yeah. Um, and actually, he's done a few things that you might adopt into your uh, local. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but um, but I feel like what I like about him is he's just in adversity and uh, really tough, hard times. I think he is, he never stops being positive, which yeah. is something that I can kind of, uh, I admire mm-hmm. and I try to um, do as much as I can. Um but I've heard that sometimes, like, he gets called out for being too positive. Um, right. Um, and uh, that's one of the things that his, uh, uh, spoiler alert, his wife in it, um, he ends up getting divorced. And that's one of the reasons that she cites that she can't, um, isn't a fan of. Um, that, uh, I don't know, what do you think about that? Never Like, that um, nonstop positivity. There has so, to be more than that. Yeah. I oh, feel for like. sure. 
But that's all they say. That is, yeah. But there has to be more than that. Because if that's all it was, that's a bummer. That is, yeah. But for you, if you if you come in contact, like for me, am I ever too positive that you're just like, um, you know what I mean? Like, no. No. But I've, I've been, people have said before that like I was just talking to someone and they're just like, you're always positive. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, thanks. But. Yeah, which is a good thing, I think. You know what I mean? Um, I get that. I know my mom has always said that she got that. Um, people would say like you know call her Pollyanna and stuff like that as far as because she's just always super positive but I don't see that as a negative I mean you can always be I guess sometimes people maybe lose sight of like being realistic but I feel like as long as you know that and know that like you know there's gonna be times when positivity can't you know there's gonna be just really tough times you can't be positive about all the time yeah I think too if you're trying to like help other people through rough times sometimes just being positive isn't always maybe what some people need yeah. like in the moment exactly yeah but if you are feeling down and need some something to brighten you up this is the show for you it Definitely. just makes you feel happy all the time and this i'd say this is the only show in recent years that i can remember where i actually they give you the option of when the title um, of the show starts and the you know they put on all the like title cards so you know who's in the cast um, they give you that little option on all the streamers to like skip it you can skip the intro and I've never skipped this one because that one just makes me feel so happy it's less than 30 seconds but it's just such a good positive um, like the song is like a Mumford song and it's uh, it's just a good opening of a show and I'm just really glad because I feel like I had a lot of heard a lot of different people like raving about it mm-hmm. and we hadn't watched it and now now we have apple tv and so it's been awesome to finally get to watch it oh yeah did you i had the similar thing too was it built up too much for you or did you feel like it met expectations no i kind of honestly i feel like a lot of people were talking about it all at once mm-hmm. and then just hadn't heard about it yeah absolutely well what else uh, are are we watching that we're enjoying right now well, we're watching, well, we binged yep. Selling Sunset. Yes, which is great. I do love this show. Um, and there's a lot of reality shows that I, um, and, you know, you know, I think it's so easy for kind of reality to be labeled as, like, kind of trashy. And the thing is, is, like, when when people say trashy, I think sometimes they think of, like, drama, like a lot of drama. In yeah. It. And that's definitely, like. There's plenty of drama. plenty of that <laughs> it's so good though i don't know i just can't stop watching it it's this this last season was probably in my opinion the most dramatic season yeah oh yeah no i agree with you on that um and i think it's too it's like you know there is some good educational value out of it too because you can see what not to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i like that and uh they have a spinoff which is selling tampa we're one episode into that, and I love it. I think it's going to be just as good. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Those are uh, those are some good things to check out uh, this uh, this break, which is Selling Sunset, Selling Tampa, and Ted Lasso. But do you know what also debuts tomorrow? What else? Queer Eye Season 6. Ooh, big fan. Big fan. Yep. Um, JVN, the whole gang. So excited. Yes. And they're in Texas. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, that's really good. Yeah, they uh, we saw JVN live. Yeah, I love that show. It was great. Yeah, that's a good one. Although the people we sat next to were kind of a 
kind of a bummer. But. Oh, at the live show. Yeah, we sat next to some real hammered people. Yeah, yeah. they were just really loud and just kind of like... That was pre-COVID? Yeah. Yeah, that was pre-COVID. Yep, it was yeah. like, it was probably... My voice squeaked. Pre-COVID? It was right before, because I think it was in like November or some, December before COVID. Right. Yeah, good show though. He's a great. Performer. It was great. I thought he was he was really funny because I think that was his first kind of time doing stand up. Yeah, I w- I'm surprised he doesn't have a comedy special yet. I'm sure that's coming. I bet. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. from there let's go to our final segment of the week ladies and gentlemen thanks for checking out our little holiday special uh this is the advice section of the podcast and so this week uh actually before we get into it um and you can submit any questions you have for a future podcast at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com that's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com but uh before we get into that let's do the final holiday page joke well, I, can I do two? Oh, sure. Let's do it. So I had, uh, what do elves learn in school? What? The alphabet. <laughs> okay. Each one kind of does get better. Oh, I don't know one. if this one's going to be the, the best one. I should have ended with Spruce Springsteen, but that's okay. That was your closer, you think? I should have been. Okay. Where can you go to practice math on New Year's Eve? Where? Times Square. <laughs> no, that one's good. That's really good. I feel like my brother-in-law, Scott, who's a big, uh, who's a math teacher, would love that. Definitely, yeah. Shout out to Scott. Um, all right, cool. So from advice, let's go to uh, a bunch of, we actually have a ra- bunch of random questions. One of them is, my partner is a frequent gamer. How do we spend more quality time together? I think you got to just start gaming. They could find a game that they mutually like. Yeah. Yep. I think so. Um yeah, do that or just pour water on his computer. I, I think he'll understand. Force it. Yeah, exactly. Force the situation. He'll understand in the long term that you're helping him out. Um, no, I think it's, you know, if you can, um, on a serious note, you know, yeah, you got to find something that you both like doing together, too. And if you can try to engage in, you know, some of his hobbies like that, then that's good, too, because then it shows that you're trying. And, uh, and who knows? You might actually really like gaming right or they could also just say hey we'll do like an hour of gaming and then let's go on a walk yeah exactly um were you ever a gamer no i i really liked we had a so my brothers they were really into like nintendo and all of that i liked an n64 mm-hmm. growing up in gamecube there was like a couple games mario kart and mario party i really liked those but that was all I really got into. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, and I, I don't know if this is just my recollection of it, but I feel like my parents kind of outlawed that in our household, um, that it could kind of, you know, rot your brain or whatever. And so we just didn't play games growing up. And I remember in college trying to get into it, buying a game system and all that. And it was 
a lot of fun for like a couple of weeks. And then I just kind of didn't have that. I don't know if it's like one of those things where you have to kind of experience it when you're a kid at a young age and then it's like, okay, then you're hooked and then you can't get off of it. But for some reason I just didn't have that. Yeah. I liked it for, I feel like I liked it for shorter periods of time mm -hmm. where I would do it. I would get really into it and then I would just kind of lose interest. But there was a couple games where I, I enjoyed those time and time again, but, and then in high school too, we would play like Mario party and things like that. There you go. But, um, and I do like, yeah, I think, I think I've played Mario party and Mario Kart and all that. And I like those. I got into guitar hero too. Oh, I right, got yeah. pretty obsessed with that. I yeah, I do like that. I have a soft spot for that. Uh, next question is post pandemic. How do I get my old energy back? That's a good question. Yeah. Drugs. <laughs> no, obviously not. I would like to know the answer to that question. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of, you know, especially if with different variants and stuff like that, it kind of goes back and forth where we're kind of going back to the where, yeah. you know, hopefully they're not going to, you know, lock stuff down again. But, um, you know, I feel like it's, you know, I was definitely one of those people that I started streaming more and all that when it first mm -hmm. happened still do like I basically stopped buying I used to buy DVDs and movies all the time and now I just stream all the time um, and it is one of those things where I feel like you have to just force yourself and I did this early on was to like okay if I'm gonna if I know I'm watching a lot more um, to kind of earn that I feel like I have to do a certain amount of actual going outside, doing exercise if I wasn't working. Yeah, that's know. what I was going to say. It's just I have to, I would have to force myself when I wasn't going into work. Yeah. I would have to like force myself to go on walks. Like you can't just stay inside all day. Right. <laughs> I mean, I could, but then I'm just drained at the end of it. And then it just feels like you're just day after day. It's just the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think it's, you know, just if you can find some kind of hobbies, um, that is a, you mm -hmm. know, for me that takes my mind off of, off of that. Um, and also helps me get my energy back. It makes me feel more positive about stuff. Yeah, I agree. So there you go. Um, another question is how do I stop comparing my career with everyone else's? Um, that's a good question. Yeah. I think you just gotta not yeah. do it. You just got to say, I mean, it's really easy to do and it's hard not to, but I think you just have to just know that you're doing your best and like have goals for yourself, but not try and have those goals compared to like what anyone else is doing. Cause everyone's got a different path in life and no one path looks the same. I agree with that. Yeah. It's basically, it is, it's realizing that you'll be happier if you, if you don't compare yourself right. with others. Um, because when you do that, you feel like sometimes you can feel like you haven't moved or you're not moving fast enough. But if you only look at it compared to yourself and all that, that's the way to do it. I feel like. I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. That was the advice for the week. And that was our podcast for the week, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! We did it. Uh, thanks for checking it out again. If you have any comments, reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. Thanks again to Nalo and the unis for music this week. And thanks to Paige Ann, our special yeah, guest. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, holiday special. And uh, we will see you in a week. I love you.